Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're in the book of Mark, chapter 11 again, and we'll be backing up a little bit to overlap with what Pastor Jim taught last week. This week, Pastor Jim takes us through verses 22 through 26. Last week, we listened to Jesus teach a lesson to the disciples from the withered fig tree, which he had previously cursed. The lesson included multiple things. God's rejection of Israel because of Israel's rejection of God, faith, prayer, and the lesson on prayer connected then to the topic of forgiveness. Pastor Jim will park here again this week because there's more gold to be mined in this spot before we move on. We hope you'll be joining us every day to be edified by all that is here. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Prayer and Faith. The prayer of faith is not motivated by selfish, sinful desires. It, 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 uh, true faith in prayer never wants to tempt God. True faith asks for what God wants. It asks for what will glorify God. And it's, it's therefore, you praying is part of the process of anything that God chooses to do, even if it seems impossible, you get to be part of it. Remember what we've read about moving mountains? We're going to see it again today. You get to be part of that as you join in in praying for that which will glorify God. James chapter 4 verse 3 kind of talks about the flip side of that, the wrong way. He says, you ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. God did not give you the gift of prayer, the privilege to, uh, to pray for your convenience, for your pleasures, for your wants, for your comfort. God gives you the gift of prayer for your communion with Him, for your relationship with Him, for you to be uh, demonstrating your trust in His faithfulness. Now, I've read James 4.3. I believe James 4.3. I also know you can't avoid mixing in your own desires when you talk to God. It would be silly to think that you could because the truth is you only have your perspective. You only live your life. You only see what you can see. You don't see the other 19 points of view. You don't the other things that are going on that may be in play there. And you have a perspective that is always tainted by your own finiteness compared to His infinitude. Your perspective is always tainted by your sinfulness compared to His perfect holiness. So, yeah, you'll never pray perfectly. I get that. But faith in God wants what God deems best and what will glorify Him. Oh, and by the way, in one of His other passages teaching on prayer, He says, your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Okay? So he's the only one, I said it many times, he's the only one that you can pray and try to say it and try to, try to lay it out, and then you can say, oh, t you know what I mean. He's the only one you can say that to, whoever really does, like nobody else. So remember 
who God is. That's the basis of prayer. Have faith in God. Now, remember whoever. There's a very important point here. Verse 23, Mark eleven twenty-three. Jesus says, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Now, I explained to you last time, that's hyperbole. That's overstatement for effect. This is not teaching you that if you have enough faith and you do it right and you put the words together in the right way and you really, 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 really believe that you can change the topography of the planet. That's not what it's saying, okay? It's saying that you can do the impossible. You can see the impossible. A mover of mountains was a Jewish idiom for a teacher or a leader who could do what seemed impossible. But I want you to notice the key word there, whoever. And notice also, believes. Whoever believes, truly believes in the true God is going to see things happen in prayer. The word whoever translates a, um, in English, uh, into English a, a a combination of a relative pronoun and a verb in the subjunctive mood, and that part's not supposed to give you goosebumps, but what it's supposed to mean is, it means whoever. This is open to anyone. They had been watching Jesus do things nobody else could do, and now He's saying, whoever is connected to my Father, by faith, you're going to see things happen by having faith in Him. You might hear the expression, the power of prayer, or you might hear the expression, the power of faith. If I ever say those things, I'm making a mistake. I try to avoid using either of them because they connote that there's something about your act of praying that has power attached to it, or there's something about your faith that turns it into a force, and that's wrong. The power does not reside in you. The power does not reside in you crafting a really well-done prayer. The power is in God in whom you trust. Faith healers and the the false teachers of the word faith movement and the prosperity gospel preachers, they get away with their brand of spiritual abuse by telling people, there is power in your prayer. There is power in your words. You have the same ability that God has to speak things into existence. That's blasphemy. It's totally wrong. And it is an absolutely brilliant way to blame everybody else when you teach uh, falsehood, and it doesn't work for them. You say, well, you didn't have the right faith. You don't really know how to pray. Uh, know how to pray. The power is not in the prayer. The power is not in the faith. The power is in God. Your faith is in Him. Very important point. And by the way, you don't have perfect faith. You'll never have perfect faith. Oh, my faith is a lot deeper and a lot more profound now than it was when I first was drawn to faith by the marvelous work of the Holy Spirit. But always, 
I think just like that man in Mark chapter 9, verse 24, the one whose son was healed, he cried out one of the most honest statements in all of the Bible. I do believe. Help my unbelief. God, I, I, I believe in you with all my heart, but you know how pathetic my heart is? I don't believe in anybody else. Help my unbelief. Prayer is the joyful privilege of talking directly to God because you're united with Him as His adopted child based upon what Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross. And this privilege is open to whoever believes, whoever has faith in God. When you're attached to Almighty God, Creator of heaven and earth, (laughs) anything He does, you can be part of him getting the glory for that. So, have faith in God, whoever you are. Remember who God is. Remember whoever. Third one, and this is so practical, Mark eleven twenty four. Remember to ask. Next thing, Jesus says, Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask... Believe that you have received them, and they will be granted to you. Now, prayer is this wonderful privilege, but it's also, on our end, it's a matter of discipline to actually take time to pray with a sincere faith in God and a sincere desire for what He wants. When you pour out your heart to God with complete trust in Him to hear you and to understand and to have compassion and to do whatever will honor Him, you know that your every prayer is answered. Now, when I say answered, that doesn't mean you always get what you want here and now, but it means that you always receive good things from a loving Heavenly Father, things that He designs to use in your life to make you more like Jesus Christ and to help you rest with complete assurance that He is in control of things. But you've got to remember to ask. He doesn't just say, have faith in God and everything will work out. He wants you to be involved in the process by taking the time to shove away everything else in your world and stop and ask Him. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, when Jesus talked about this during the Sermon on the Mount, He said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Those are three strong action words. Ask, and it's present tense. Keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Knock. Keep on knocking. And when you have faith in God and you persistently ask, seek, and knock, or pray and ask, that's why Jesus could say to His men so boldly what He says in Matthew 6. And I want to pluck just a little bit from verses 25 to 34. Jesus said, Do not be worried about your life. And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried? Don't worry then, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What is all these things? All these things you need for living in this world. He will give them to you. 
And then he goes on to say in verse 34, so do If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.